Hi, I'm Bethany Rose, and you're listening to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. Hello, and welcome to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. This is a journey into sound, a journey which along the way will bring to you new bands, new artists, and brand new music. As always, I'll be your host Wayne, and in the studio with me I have Rich. Say hello, Rich. Yo. Nice, quick, fast. Love it. And as always, I have Neil. Say hello, Neil. Greetings and salutations. And all the way over in, is it Oklahoma you're from, Bethany? Yes. Yes, all the way over in Oklahoma, we have our very special guest, Bethany Rose. Say hello, Bethany. Hello, guys. Nice to be here. Good, good. Uh, as always on the show, uh, we have five rounds, and we start with a head-to-head. Head-to-head! I won last time, so um, I should be going... Do I go first? You go first. Yeah, you go. You, you go first, oh, yeah. one. You go first. So I go first. I, I go last because I'm trailing should, behind. I should be bringing uh, my band this week, which is Ebony Valley. Uh, oh. Sorry, Ember Valley, no. and their song Tides. Rich, what are you bringing? I'm bringing Combro Chill with his song The Dance. Fi- well, their song, The Dance Thief. Very good. Now, what are you bringing? I'm bringing the band Pissed. Yes, you are. Mind rot. And there's a funny story behind why you brought that and not the song that you were going to bring. There is, but we'll we'll get into that in due course. The end of that head to head after we've listened to all the songs and talked about them. Bethany will judge who is the winner this week. Then we move on to the hidden masterpiece. Hidden masterpiece. Hidden masterpiece. The Hidden Masterpiece is a section of the show where we bring a lesser-known song by a famous artist, one that we feel, or one that our guest feels is overlooked. What song are you bringing for your Hidden Masterpiece, Bethany? I am bringing So Right by the American band, Dave Matthews Band. Very good. And we'll have a chat about that and decide if it goes into the Hidden Masterpiece Hall of Fame. After that, we have the Forgotten Classic round. Forgotten Classic! <laughs> we should take my job over. <laughs> <laughs> this is a section of the show where we bring, uh, where our guest brings a song which was big at the time and then sort of faded into obscurity, but they feel is for a forgotten classic. What song are you bringing for your forgotten classic, Bethany? Well, I am a 90s kid and I love the 80s and 90s music, so I went 90s and picked that song, the title, that song by Big Rick from Canada. So maybe you'll recognize it, I don't know. Very good. We'll get into that and have a chat about it and decide if it is a forgotten classic. After that, we go on to the intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode, Go. I robbed it from Neil. <laughs> Neil just held that in like a fucking sneeze. Sorry. I just, I I just watched him go back in his chair and hold his lips together. I, I ruined his night look. <laughs> I was ready to join him myself. You disappoint me. <laughs> do you want to do that bit again? I can edit that out. Intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode, Go! <laughs> On the last episode, see the veins popping out of my head and <laughs> On the last episode, our special guest Ralph Pallymanta decided that Rich had to go and find some music of the club kids genre. So, what song are you bringing, Rich? I brought, I brought, "Pump Up the Jam" by. I never thought to think of. Remember the band name? Technotronic. Yes, that was it. Technotronic. Yeah. Oh, uh, I forgot. Classic. I know. Technically, probably not the genre, but it's very similar. Anyway, carry on. We'll get into that at the time and, and talk all about that. And then we finish it with the Artist Spotlight round. Artist Spotlight! <laughs> and then uh, our Artist Spotlight <laughs> this week is with our very special guest, Bethany Rose. What song are you bringing for your Artist Spotlight, uh, Bethany? I'm bringing my song Cancel It. So, hope you all enjoy it. You will yeah. enjoy it. You we'll must enjoy that. it. Yes. It's a fucking <laughs> belt to have a song, is what it is. Uh, we're it's going to that. amazing. Talk all about what Bethany's doing and, and uh, what's coming up for you uh, and all the rest of it. Uh, that's pretty much it. Have we got any news? Um, 
Oh, we, we, we're drinking tonight. <laughs> we're drinking for the first time in a while, so at some, at some point, this could get very... I, I, I've bought some Harry Potter-themed beers. Yeah, it's not really because, though, we're, because we're British, that's what we they, do. They, they, we drink Harry Potter beer. It's, it's, it's German beer called Patronus. I'm not happy about it being German. And I've even got <laughs> one for Wayne because they do an alcohol-free variety. So you go, Wayne, have a Patronus. Thank you very much, mate. Do, do you need a bottle opener? Uh, we'll do in a bit, yeah. Don't expect our Patronus that to be any good, though. Oh! <laughs> you see what I just did there? Wayne! God! <laughs> I am on fire! That was so shit, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> we, ha- we have no news. <laughs> <laughs> no news at the moment. Right, okay, so shall we crack on with the head-to-head? Yes. I have some news. This Patronus is amazing. Okay. Head to head. <laughs> right. So the head to head. I I will be starting off this time uh, with my song as I'm as I'm leading. Because I'm you're on fucking eight. winning. I am. I'm on eight. Rich is on six, and Neil is on three. I don't care. So I'll be taking <laughs> first stab at this. I should be bringing Ember Valley with their song Tides. Enjoy.
Right, so that was Ember Valley with their song Tides. I found this song back in April. Well, no, Rich sent us all this, the music not too long ago, and this song is from April, the end of April, I think it is. So I've got like a list of 30 songs at the moment. So in I sent you this song not that long ago? You didn't send us that long ago. You did, like, three months ago, you sent us all these songs. Okay. What well, Wayne's working through his list of songs, yeah. he yeah, hasn't yeah, got yeah. very far. Your, your backlist then <laughs> sent to us. My backlist ends up being your backlist. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, so I spoke to Megan from uh, Ember Valley, asked her about the song. She said the song is about struggling with decisions and uh, being faced with no good options and, and then being stuck in the void, which is in the song. You know, she, she explained to me how the song came about, how the riffs started out and then it, take, it took a long time to get the structure and the verses and the and the verses all together and she said that the the chorus came to her while she was in the shower uh, i absolutely adore this song i think it's is fantastic the 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 whole the way this the song is structured the difference in light and shade between um the verses to the chorus then you get the quiet bits everything in this tap is it, tap it. is as it should be um and i just bloody love it the 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 overuse of the overdriven acoustic guitar the 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 slow picking in in between verse and chorus, yeah, it's just a great song. Neil, I struggled with this. I struggled to get. <laughs> That's on not what you said the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Do over. <laughs> Stick with me for a minute. I, I I I bothered me because this is the sort of thing I normally like to listen to, but nothing about it stood out. So I, I had to listen to it again and again and again. I probably listen to this more than more more than I listen to any of the others. Uh, this did this this week. Any other submissions? But over time, it really really grew on me. I think it's an absolutely beautiful and really haunting song. I, I love her voice. It's, it's, it's a little bit shoegazy, but yeah, it's 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 everything I love about music. Really, I d- I don't know why it just it took me so long to get on board with it, but it, for me, it was definitely a grower. It was like the, the more I listened to this song, the more the more I liked it. I love the changes in it, you, you know, kind of like the, there's a whole light and shade thing going on. There's, there's one particular bit, sort of just before the three minute mark, where it, it kind of almost changes into a completely different song. It goes all quiet and this, this guitar picking comes in. And it comes back very sort of like modern U2. It's like not, not like the sort of early punky U2, like, um, you know, in the early 80s. It kind of um, sort of the, 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 the recent U2 stuff they've been churning out, kind of you know around about the era where they started inflicting all their music on innocent bystanders through iTunes and Churn, they, churning out is usually synonymous with the word shit. And <laughs> buying shopping malls in Lithuania. Yeah, and, and the, the, when they took the decision to stop paying tax and that kind of thing. Yeah. That's um, <laughs> that that kind of U2. That, that's what it was reminiscent of, which I, I do like. And it, Particularly the song "Every Breaking Wave," I was detecting elements of that in, in it. But uh, Ironically, yeah. yeah, that's good, isn't it? Tides, every breaking wave. <sighs> I never thought of that, but yeah, that is an <laughs> interesting link there, Wayne. Yeah, but yeah, oh, I liked it a lot. It it impressed me. Cool, mm-hmm. Bethany. Yes. So I had a lot of thoughts that I agreed with Wayne on. Um, being a songwriter, the way she constructed her melody with the lyrics and like the. I guess the way the the song and the chorus um, completely changed the structure, the way it was from the verse, and it's reminiscent of what the lyrics are actually saying. So it makes you pay attention to the lyrics, which I, as a songwriter, appreciated. Because at first I didn't really know what direction they were going. I'm not very good at, you know, something just changing mid-song, like suddenly you're in a whole different world. But with hers, it made a lot of sense. Um, Love the voice as vocalist. 
I was going to say it's not easy to do a low lead and then turn around and go to the high lead and do it later. Like not everyone can really do that. So I commend her because, you know, she started in those slow, low notes and then kind of moved into something more ethereal. <clears throat> Big word there for y'all. I knocked it out of the park, just saying. Um, <laughs> word of the podcast, that is ethereal. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Word of the podcast, it comes up on so many episodes. Ethereal, yes, you can all say it with me. Anyway, yeah, so kudos <laughs> to that. Um, but yeah, I it, to me, like, okay, so I'm a big fan of 90s, as I said before, but we had that whole indie music movement. It wasn't so much about you just didn't get signed to a label, but it kind of became its own sound. And really the sound is experimental like going off the beaten path just slightly enough that it's kind of unrecognizable but still something different and acceptable and that's that's what it reminded me of it reminded me of that first movement of music that came out so i really enjoyed it good job wayne oh cool cool rich what do you think um as i stated before when we did this in the first take uh, no we didn't <laughs> no, no, <laughs> we don't know what you're talking about deja vu <laughs> um yeah I wanted so much to like this song because I like the artist Lissy, and we established that you two don't know Lissy, but you do, Bethany. Yes. And this is very in the same vein as Lissy, same similar kind of sound, similar voice, in fact. And it really is. Yeah, you're right. It really is. Yeah. And I, I really wanted to like this because everything about it screamed I should. And what the only thing that let this down because I listened to. I actually went and listened to other works, and I, I, I like her work. Their work. Their work. Whatever. I was just thinking of the, the... Anyway, the only thing that let it down for me was actually the drummer. Oh, I thought the drummer mm. was really good. Mm. You know, it's about quarter of the way through when it changes. In you got that change into what becomes the chorus. Well, the change feels like a, a CD skip into a different song, and it does it twice. Does it quarter of the way through? And does it three quarters of the way through? And the drummer doesn't. And it's the the drummer should have transitioned into the next part, but it, the drummer didn't. The drummer just stopped and started. It was like four stop start, and it didn't see, work for me. For me, that made the song more effective. No, that didn't work for me. That ruined. That. That's that's the movement of a tide. That's the yeah. way I saw. No, it. no, a tide comes in and then it flows back out, flows in, flows out. No, that so doesn't it's work. The movement of a tide. That's that's the way I saw it. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. That's it's fine. a change. It's a change. That's fine. I don't mind the change. The change would have been fine if the change would have been moved into rather than just stopped. It, it was jarring. It, it felt but like it worked. It, it felt like it, it was one song stopped, another song, and the drummer. To me, it was the drums. As a, as a drummer, I would have. So you're feeling like I'd, the I'd other trans, transition yeah. there. It was different and unusual because of that. That was why I didn't like it. That was why I liked it. <laughs> okay, that was what, that's what set it apart for me. Other, after I'd listened to it several other times. Than, other than that, the two songs within the one song were fantastic, and I, I love them both. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel like a right bastard now. On that note, it's your turn. (laughs) And the thing is, why he's sitting there thinking, he's always landing to my songs. But I actually like this artist. Really good artist. And and I've got a couple of their songs on my playlist. It's just the drummer. So thank you, Wayne. Get yourself a new. No, no, the the drummer's actually good. (laughs) I just think. <laughs> See, I thought the, the drums especially reminded me of Fleetwood Mac. They put me right in the mind of Fleetwood Mac. The drums weren't bad. It was just they needed I wasn't thinking Fleetwood Mac until you said it, but now you said yeah. it. It makes, that makes sense. I think it may be the second verse. 
he does this whole sort of drum riff that is very reminiscent of um, Go Your Own Way. Dun, 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 dun. It goes ah, right yeah, around yeah. the, right the kick like. Yeah. I'm not saying the drummer was bad, I'm just saying the drummer made a bad decision when transitioning between those parts. In your opinion? In my opinion. Yeah, it's, it's, it's solely my opinion. And music is... Opinion. Subjective. Objective. So, Subjective. Subjective. Objective? Subjective. Subjective. Objective. <laughs> <laughs> we just make up yeah. words here. <laughs> uh, right, let's let's move on to Richie's song. Yes, so I've brought this week a group called Combro Chill, and this is their song, The Dance Thief. Richie run round, Richie found out he could steal. Richie's become a big deal. He hit the hot spot. Every single club on the street They're calling him the dance, dance thief Richie's eyes glide Looking for the moves he can claim Takes them for his wicked, wicked fame Of all the places All the things we've heard all these years He decides to dance in here
there. So yes, that was Combro Chill with their song, The Dance Thief. Combro Chill, what can I tell you about Combro Chill? Let me just look at my phone, because that's where all the information is. This is their this is their bio on on their website. It's time to get rad, and it's time to do it <laughs> together. That is, in essence, what Combro Chill of Portland, Oregon? Portland, Oregon, yeah. Oregon, yeah. yeah. Wants you to know. Nothing major, but just love the crap out of life. Jam out to our sweet tunes and bring all your friends. Comprised of frontman Keetar, specialist con, lead singer Sam, and dance blast duo Steve and Toy, Combrochill is a party vortex ready to converge on your hometown, formed by accident when brothers Con and Sam decided they had gotten pretty good at making joke videos. Combrochill has morphed into a musical visual entertainal entertainal though music. Through music. music. Jesus, my reading is crap. <laughs> Combro Chill sound... I'm um, just a whiskey? No, it's always like... It's is it? like a fucking whiskey. <laughs> it's okay, because you'll make this... You'll edit this nicely. I'm fucking all right. Basically, <laughs> basically... The, the, if they were popular before, they might not be now, Richie. <laughs> God damn. Combro Chill, they're a dance group from Oregon. Oh, hey. So, Oregon is known for dance groups. It is now. So yeah, that, <laughs> right. that's what they do. They do dance and they do funny videos, and they're basically the jackass of music. Moving, moving, moving on. <laughs> you, you bunch of bastards. <laughs> not you, Bethany. I mean, oh, of course not. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that, that's that's them. I like this tune. I, I don't know why. I don't know why. I can tell you why. You I want me to tell, tell you? you? They say the name Richie like thirty hundred times in it. That's why. Oh, they, 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 they do do that, don't they? I didn't yeah, they, that, they, yeah. they, 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 did, they did do that. Oh, I picked up on that. However, this is the song. This was you remember the Friday dance? Where yeah, 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 I do. I, did, I used to do a dance every Friday. I used to do it on video for Facebook and for everybody, and it became viral, semi semi viral. Did, didn't you get sacked from one company for it? Yes, and um, <laughs> I used, I used to get money. random people come up to me on the street and go, "Oh, I love this Friday Friday dance." I didn't know who they were. I became semi-famous in my hometown. I loved it. And this song was meant to be my final Friday dance. I was meant to do. I was going to do a a, a a music video to it. I was going to dance on the the counter in McDonald's, going to a library with a boombox. What Mac and me? Nobody remembers Mac and me, Wayne. Anyway. So yeah, I was going to do a whole big music video to this of me in some spandex or something, just dancing in random places. Please don't. Oh no, please do. And uh, I, 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 I'm ready. It, it hasn't happened. <laughs> 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 it hasn't happened yet. But yeah, this is my this is my anthem. So yeah, Wayne. I, I was just wondering. <laughs> When you're filing a lawsuit against them, because this is like it's autobiographical. It's, it's, <laughs> it really is. It really they got permission, you know. <laughs> the amount of times I've been in a dance club and people have looked at me as if to say, "He's the dance thief." <laughs> I, I read, I read the, the name of the, this band like five times today, and it suddenly occurred to me how you say the name of this band. You Com- don't, you don't go Con Bro Chill. You go Con Bro Chill. Okay, that's the way it works. <laughs> 
Uh, they have 25,000 monthly listeners, and this song has 786,000 um, 786, streams. I don't know why, but this puts me in mind of Coca Cabana by Barry Manilow. Coca Cabana! <laughs> and I think the reason why is twofold. I think it's because it's a happy dance track <coughs> but it's telling a story and I think that's that's the reason why and that's the reason why it drops me in that mind you know you, you get like a dance track with also telling you know this, I, I bloody love the story in this song as well you go around ripping people off yeah. and passing it off as you fucking own that's not true I mean all dance stars at some point have been they, they I'm get, just it gets to the point you're the same such as a fucking else. plagiarist but they, they declare war on you I just think it's unfair I think it's unfair I'm just doing the same as everyone else it's just I'm doing it better and they don't like it haters will hate I'll, I'll be honest it took me four attempts to listen to this song because I couldn't get past the first line without pissing myself laughing <laughs> Right. It mentions Richie. Yeah. As soon as go, Richie run round, Richie learn how to steal. I'll just, I'll, I'll stop it because I was just fucking wetting myself. Luckily, luckily I wasn't driving because <laughs> that could have been fucking nasty. Um, yeah, this is, it's brilliant, isn't it? It's happy, it's upbeat, it's, it's you know, even, even though it's got a slightly sinister tone to it, and I love that. He's got that, you know, me and Neil go on all the time. He's got that lovely, you know, bouncy dance track and all the rest of it. He's got but it's fucking dark. Yeah. You fucking bastard stealing, but what? That's it. We declare a dance, dance war. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. And I just want to point out, it's a war I'm going to win. <laughs> I hope to God they hear this and declare war on you, because that'd be hilarious. Friday Dance Richie versus Combro Chill. This is one of the few. Oh, that'd be brilliant. Yeah, I want to see that. That's fine. We can do that. Me and you, Combro Chill. Let's He's get, just called let's him get it on. He just called him out live on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> right. This live. shit just got real. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. I would just like to take this moment to say I'm not involved in any of these threats. Yes, you are. Chill, you are amazing. I am your friend. <laughs> I'm the one that lives in the same states with them. You're going to get death threats the same as the rest of I us. <laughs> Bethany, just FYI, me and Neil aren't getting involved. We're just going to hold the camera while we type and get his ass kicked. <laughs> Combat, this is I'll one play of the, the few... guitar we'll get this going <laughs> this is one of the few bands where it wasn't a submission I actually seek them out because like I said this has been on my playlist for a long time and I, I just mm. I thought I've got, I've got to get hold of them I sent them a message explaining we'd like to have them on the show and they're just cool as fuck they just sent back go for it okay. <laughs> it was it was Richie bro chill <laughs> no, it was just go for it. It was the coolest thing in the world. Fucking fair play to them. But I will beat them in the yeah. war. It put me in mind of... Uh, <laughs> do you remember Duck's Sauce from a few years ago? No, I have no idea what you're on about. <laughs> Barbara Streisand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They put me in mind of that sort of sound. Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That sort of thing, I'll, yeah. Yeah, I'll get that. Neil, do you want to go next? Yeah, go on. I, uh, I ain't going to beat about the bush. I thought this was absolutely fucking amazing. <laughs> I, I, you know, I just said I had to listen to Wayne's song several times. 
I listened to this several times because I enjoyed it so much. I only needed to listen to it once because there were hooks from it stuck in my head all day. But that was <laughs> normally that's annoying, but it wasn't because it was such a good song. And I think the whole, I mean, you got it's happy, it's upbeat, it's dark, as Wayne has suggested. You know, there's there's a fucking mental video behind it. Oh shit! I didn't watch a video. The, yeah. the, the video is amazing. At one point, they fire laser guns at a giant balloon. That then bursts <laughs> and a naked man jumps out of it. It's Friday Night Richie. Yes, <laughs> it's like something. It's like it's like it's like a budget version of the Terminator. I just want to point out one in one of the, or maybe a few of the videos. I did do a semi-naked um, Friday dance, I think, didn't I? Well, there was your right hand covering your modesty. Yeah, so yes, yeah. yes, yes. That's not semi, uh, mate. That's completely... <laughs> yeah, he yeah, just absolutely... I mean, even... I was listening to the songs today, and my son Luke was... Uh, was uh, he's, he's nine months old, and he was crawling around the floor listening to all the songs with me. And when this come on, he stopped and started clapping. <laughs> he, he loved it. He, even even Evo. And he'd never it. clapped before. <laughs> but he has, yeah, yeah, he has to be fair. But he he clearly enjoyed it. He yeah. he was just yeah, everything about it was just just. Well, who who are we talking? Was this your dog? Like what are you doing? No, 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 my son. <laughs> My nine-month-old. Oh, son. okay. I'm sorry, sorry. Because I was like, "This is a miracle." But if it's your kid, that's not as exciting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if your dog's out there clapping his paws together, that's yeah. fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it's, I, I can't think of anything bad to say about it. I think it's the best, the best submission we've had on any of the podcasts. Oh, and I said this about your song last week, didn't I? But I'm it, still lost. You're still lost. But he just, yeah, he was just absolutely incredible. He, he, he felt it should have been cheesy, but it wasn't. I mean, that bit That's about... A off, point, yeah. That's a good point, Neil. Yeah. You know, like halfway through, they kind of get, they get into all that old news reporting thing. What was it? What is it he says? Oh, it's not in the... That's not in the recording. Oh, right. Uh, it's the official video I watched, I think. Yeah. Mm. The, the video's obviously different to the, to the recording. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like he's almost reporting on a news event. and Everything was brilliant. <laughs> well, the way it's going to work is the video, when I eventually do it, it's going to work. So I'm, I'm dressed up in probably a Superman costume or some sort of spandex, and I'm going to go around dancing in weird places. Like, I'm just going to jump on a counter at McDonald's, dancing to different things. And at the end, when it really fucking breaks down... I'm going to be in the club surrounded by loads of people jumping up and down and going mad to the song. I, I, oh, I love the fact they repeat lyrics in order to fit them into it. So like, there's, that, uh, there's that line which um, it's time for a dance, dance war. It's like we couldn't get it didn't it didn't work rhythmically to just say the line so we had to repeat a word. Yeah. They do that a couple of times and it's brilliant. Yeah. It really works. <laughs> Beth, Nate. This was <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, I will like to uh, just say one thing. You sent me an email saying that these are lesser known artists and Ember Valley had like five views and Neil's song had like five views and yours had 1.5 million. So <laughs> I would just love to be in that lesser known bracket myself, <laughs> you know. Um, Have you ever heard of them before? I hadn't. So you got there me you on go. that. Oh, because I like good music, so... Um, anyway. Wow! Wow! <laughs> Just kidding. Excellent. <laughs> wow! Jesus. Burn. I, I actually felt... I, I actually felt that in the nuts. <laughs> well, this is the perfect time to do that video you talked about then. <laughs> oh, give me a second. <laughs> 
no, I, I actually halfway enjoyed it because, you know, you guys were saying it's... Uh, <laughs> Hold on, hold on. You're saying it's like dance music, but serious. Uh, because, okay, what was that band that did that song, What Does the Fox Say? Remember that? Oh, Yovish. Yeah, yeah. So that was more to me of satire or like funny. But this actually did have, it had the same tone in the music, like like we're just being goofy or silly. But it did have a lot more of a serious feel in it. So I thought that was kind of cool. And I will say once again, as a vocalist, they actually have really good singing, even though a lot of it's auto-tuned and has all that, you know, stuff on it. I could tell that they were actually really good artists, so musicians. So I do commend them on that. If I'm dancing, I, I go old school and do like some disco or something or, you know, Michael Jackson. But, you know, I bobbed my head to this. It wasn't too bad. I felt like one of the youngins enjoying it. You know? I'm going to say this now. If Wayne wins <laughs> this again, I'm... I'm quitting the podcast. I noticed that I'm not even in. in you know, I'm, I'm not even in the running. Am I? <laughs> no, I'm quitting the. You... Right. Are we? Are we all spent on Richie's song? Yes, yes, we're all we all spent. Let's move on to your song, Neil.
So that was that was pissed with their song Mind Rotter. I, I fell in love with this song instantly. Regular listeners to the podcast will know that I'm a bit of a metalhead. And I was I was searching through some of the older submissions. I um I, I tend to like um I I, I I I don't have as much time as Rich and Wayne do to, to listen to, to music, so I um I, 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 I tend keeping to keeping it I, together. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> tend, tend, tend to listen to submissions as and when I've got a few uh, a few In between R.E.M. and U2. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> I don't like new music. I'm very set in my ways. I like to listen to what <laughs> I like to listen podcast. to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, I, welcome I, to this I, new music podcast I, with Neil. Who doesn't listen to new music? I really don't know what I'm doing here. But, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, I um, occasionally I think yeah, I should listen to some of these songs that Rich keeps sending over to me. And... <laughs> I, it probably explains why I'm on three and you're on six and eight. To be fair, it'd probably be just easier for me to just send you the, the, the password to the email account probably. so I don't have to keep sending them to you. <laughs> yeah. In hindsight. But, but yeah, I decided to do it away and you know, go back to like the, um, the through the eons of time to the earlier submissions because I normally look at what Richard sent that week and pick something from that. So yeah, I went I went right back and I started listening to stuff from, from the very beginning and this captivated me straight away because uh, the the intro was very sort of no no Neil tell them what you first chose I'll come to that later okay sorry. you see this wasn't my first choice for this week I had to pick a, a second submission because my first submission was disqualified which I will I will I will go into later for reasons that will remain anonymous at this time I couldn't go with my original choice which probably would have won this week I reckon I, I think it would have won definitely so yes I I continued to trawl through the the, the, the um the music that had been sent to us. I wanted something that really stood out. Um, but yeah, and I came across this track, and it, it had this really intricate sort of instrumental. But the, the imagery that went with the video that that, that that accompanied the music didn't really sit right. It was all skulls and death, and <coughs> kind of it kind of meant more with a more along the lines of a kind of the kind of band who want to rip your soul out and devour your spleen for breakfast. But it's this really nice, gentle instrumental, and then it kicked in. And I was like, oh yes, I like this song even more. So I listened to it a few, uh, yeah, it's got my attention now, so I listened to it a few more times. And and yeah, it's 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 a metal song, but it's um, it's very, I say, it's, it's, it's got this sort of unassuming build up. And then there's this awesome guitar hook, it was reminiscent of uh, kind of ACDC, um, Motorhead, that kind of sound. It was very sort of, very sort of simple and rhythmic but very effective and yeah I loved it a lot what can I say I love metal I love this song it was it was great Rich uh, you hate metal uh, <laughs> I mean you, 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 you already know that this isn't my bag so I'm just going to skip this one my only note on this was this is my only note at the start when it first began the singer sounded like he was one cigarette away from throat cancer that's all I've got okay anybody else <laughs> A note of positivity. We'll go with Bethany first. <laughs> Yay! Well, Neil, <laughs> I am a metalhead. I love metal music, so I'm right there with you. Um, sorry to let you down, Richie. Um, <laughs> I already know I'm, I've lost this one. It's fine. <laughs> no. Um, now, well, I will say there is. I have a little bit of a pet peeve when it comes to metal that I'll talk about for one second. And that is 
I feel like when metal began, you know, coming out of like the late 60s into the 70s, 80s. So you have like what Iron Maiden, you know, you did have Motorhead bands like that. And then moving on to Slayer, Pantera, all that kind of stuff. There, there was this essence of like really good musicality back then where they were just really good musicians and singers and they knew their stuff, you know, they like really had it down. And I think a little bit in the modern times today, we kind of get that attitude that metal is like more of an attitude than it is musicianship. So I feel like people can be sloppy. I don't know if you catch that, Neil, but it feels like newer metal yeah. feels that way to me. Like they're really not trying to be amazing musicians. They're just like, oh, we're metal we're tough and we don't care, you know? Um, and so that kind of bums me out a little. So in saying that, I don't think that Pissed was the most amazing musicians. However, I did think the guitarist and the drummer were actually really, really good. And I appreciated that because that's not something you're really hearing a lot, especially in independent metal or anything. It's kind of more of sticking it to the man and we're tough and we don't care what we sound like. So um, the guitars did have some great riffs and it did bring back that reminiscent feeling that I had of like Motorhead and Iron yeah, Maiden and Megadeth the Motorhead and all that. Thing, it was very catchy and very simplistic. Yeah. But it, and it was, like and it was done well. Riff. Yeah, the timing yeah. was on spot. And then the breakdown they did in the middle, which, you know, every metal song's got to have a breakdown. I thought the drummer transitioned awesome. Now I will agree with Richie. The vocals, I think, left a lot to be desired. I don't think it's, like, one of the best metal vocalists. That's another thing that people do is, like, because they're metal, they think if they're just raspy and scream that that's good enough. And I still think you got to have a pitch. you got to be able to, like, actually, you know, sing some or be on key at some point. So I wasn't real impressed with the lead singer's vocals. However, that drummer and um, guitarist are the ones that got it for me. So I enjoyed it. Yeah, so I, I didn't like this the first time I listened to this. I, I couldn't get on board with it. Then I, I changed the way I was listening to it. I think I was listening to it through... Mono. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, judgmental ears, I think. So I, I sort of came back to it, left it a day and came back to it and listened to all the parts and got more out of it and more out of it and more out of it. So... Bethany, what you were describing about metal, you basically just charted Avenged Sevenfold's career, what you were saying, <laughs> about the intricacy down to utter shit, because that's exactly what they did. You know, they, they went from being this fucking band who was incredible, who, you know, had amazing guitarists, to just chain our Guns N' Roses back catalogue. Exactly. And that's yeah. exactly what Avenged Sevenfold I've, did. Do you know what? I've never really thought of them like that. But that's exactly what spot on. You ever listened to Sound of the <laughs> Seventh Trumpet? No. No, you wouldn't. Nobody'd listen to that. Or uh, Avenge Sevenfold, I think it's called uh, Avenge the Fallen, I think it's called. The first album. Nobody listened yeah, to it because yeah. it doesn't sound like the Avenge Sevenfold that they pushed out into the world. The one that down the, the headline download. They, it's not that sound. They, they were fucking incredible to start with and they sold out and oh, became definitely. shit. Oh definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, we're going off piste. <laughs> These guys are from Berry. That's pretty much everything I could find out about them, to be honest. Uh, there was nothing that I could find anything uh, different. I love the sleazy 80s metal riffs in this. You know, they are full-on sort of um, early Guns N' Roses with bits of... See, I didn't get ACDC. I didn't get Motorhead from this at all. Really? Not, not at all, no. I was getting Velvet Revolver. That's okay. what I was getting. And um, early Event Sevenfold, hmm. like I was just saying. The thing that made this stand out for me was the black gaze middle. 
Oh yes, I yes. There's definitely a bit of black guys going on. I there. fucking love that. I thought it was incredible. And uh, yeah, I've, to be honest, the vocal needs to be a bit higher in the mix for me. Yeah, that. that that is one thing I will say. The, the mixing didn't seem quite right. The, the music was incredible, but the vocal seemed to be lost. I, I don't know if that was deliberate. If they were trying to showcase the guitars over Maybe. the vocals, but uh, yeah, it, uh, that was my one criticism mm. of it. You know, what I mean, I, I couldn't pick out like lines or words or things. Yeah. Like, you know, I struggled with that. I still think it's fucking incredible. I think it's a really good song. Yeah. So we move on now to the, the all important verdict. Yes. So who do we think, boys? I reckon Wayne. I think you won it this time, Wayne. I'm not. I'd, I'm never. I'm, I'm never sure anymore. To be honest. So Bethany, which is your favourite <laughs> artist of the week? Well, it was a close running. Um, not with Richie's. But between <laughs> uh, Piston and Bur Valley, but because of the song as a whole and the musicians as a whole, the singing as a whole, and the recording and mixing as a whole, I'm going with Ember Valley. So Wayne, you got it. Thank you very much. Annoying to me now. Neil, Neil, you were close. You were very close. It, in, in all fairness, I didn't. I didn't bring mine as a song to win. I brought mine because. It's my song. <laughs> and at some point, I had to bring my song. So I don't care that I lost. It's my song. <laughs> <laughs> sure you know. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Bethany. We're going to move now on to the Hidden Masterpiece. Hidden Masterpiece! We're on the second section after an hour and a half. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Uh, right. right. So we're moving on to the uh, we're moving on to the hidden masterpiece. What song are you bringing, Bethany? That you consider to be a hidden masterpiece? Um, I am bringing "So Right" by Dave Matthews Band. Obviously, it was a popular band here in America. You don't hear too much about him these days. I think he does all kinds of projects. But um, back in the '90s, 2000s, he was a big deal. And "So Right" was off of the album. Um, I think every day, but. They had three top songs they did, and So Right wasn't anywhere on there. And when I bought the CD, yes, I bought the CD because I had a boombox. What, what? And um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, the the song So Right, the moment I heard it from the very beginning, like the first little riff, I was, I was like, this is awesome. And it just, to me, the whole song just carries you somewhere. So I'm a big fan of it. I don't know why it wasn't on the radio I love this song. Uh, Neil, do you want to go first on this? Yeah, I I really like this song. I've got to be honest, I'm not familiar with the Dave Matthews band. I mean, I, I've heard of them, but I'm not I'm not a connoisseur of their music. But listening to this, right. I will I will check them out. I I enjoyed it immensely. Um, it kind of put me in mind of um, that there there was a sound that I I, I said, yeah, this reminds me of somebody, and it finally hit me. It, it was Creed only better. Mm, I, yeah. I wasn't expecting Creed. I, was expecting I wasn't either. either. <laughs> I, I was getting a bit of Creed from it, but um, you know that very sort of grungy, growly sort of vocal, and you know some of the rhythms in it. Uh, that, that, that was what was putting me in mind of. I don't know, this is the only Dave Matthews song I've ever heard. I was, so. I was just thinking wow, if Dave yeah. Matthews, if Dave Matthews is in the studio with us now, he'd probably jump across the table and beat the shit out of you. He probably <laughs> would. But I, I, I like Creed, and I, I like Creed as well. I think this is improvement on Creed. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Well, I, like, I say I like Creed. I like a couple of Creed songs. 
I think everybody just likes a couple of Creed songs. Yeah, yeah. They had a couple of decent hits and then they kind of went a bit weird. Yeah, right? I saw Creed before they were anything. Really? Yeah, I saw them at Metallica's Big Day Out and they'd, um, they'd basically forced themselves into a record deal. It's oh, right. basically what they'd done. Yeah. Because every record company was, was, was turning around to Creed and saying, that sound that you've got is dead. No, nobody right. wants to listen to that anymore. Grunge is dead. Fuck off. Mm. And um, they went and set up their own. Okay. Um, their own record company, so yeah. Good for them. Mm. Is it true that their final concert, everybody tried to sue them because it was so bad? It wouldn't surprise me, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, there was like, I think that was something that went around. There was like a massive class action lawsuit against them because it was just so appalling. But uh, okay. Anyway, enough about Creed. Back to the Dave <laughs> Matthews band. Yeah, I, I like this. It got that sort of dark grungy sound early 90s sort of grunge sound which I, I, I loved I, I, I bought off that, that is my kind of music um, and yeah it's I yeah in terms of in the context of this round the hidden masterpiece I um, I don't know really because I've got no frame of reference but I, I enjoyed this song a lot yeah sure it reminded me of like because they have so many instruments in their band you know I think it's like a eight or nine member band it reminds me of like old doobie brothers or the almond brothers mm. kansas all that kind of stuff where they would just jam they were I such good musicians the instrumentation and the number of different yeah. instruments yeah that's, and that's um, what they do live too like they mm. just they'll they'll play but then they'll just go their own way because they're all so knitted together and and such great musicians that they'll just chill like forever and i love that mm. i got um you know the for some reason i can't think of his name and i should know his name he did the advert recently where he got the skittles or something on the trees and what was his name oh it's gonna do my head in i don't remember the, the advert mate. Yeah, i don't watch adverts these days always fast forward streaming in it there's no yeah. adverts on streaming this is unprecedented i'm making a phone call oh yeah nobody's answering the phone it doesn't matter um i've put springsteen down it's interesting because just while you're out, we're talking about the the musicality, and I I don't think they sound anything like Springsteen, but the, the whole the, you know the fact that you've got a, a band. Yes, with so that's many, what I mean. It's not not, not yeah, yeah. That's what that's what I mean. The East Street I, band. I, I was yeah. thinking the East Street band as yeah, you, sorry, you were talking should, there. I should, I should, about I should, the, yeah, uh, I should have said the East Street the instrumentation. band. Instrumentation. Robert Palmer, I've got as well. Remember Robert Palmer? I do. Yeah, because he yeah. did a lot of the horn section and stuff in his songs. Yeah, that's what I liked about the song. You got a, a punchy bit of tuba that goes through it. It's like bass on top of bass. It's really good. I like that. Really good. What else have I got? I think the drums sounded a bit synthetic. You've got quite a, a natural sounding band, but they've got some synthetic drums in there. You, you might not notice unless you're a drummer, as I am. I hear it, and it's like the when when it hits a cymbal. It always sounds the same because Neil, it's a... He hears the music differently. What are you trying to say, Wayne? <laughs> Nothing. What are you trying to say? Have I missed something? I'm, I'm not liking this. It's like everybody's ganging up on me. I've anyway. no idea what he's on about. If it's any so consolation. Yeah, the drum sounded a bit synthetic to me. It sounded very linear. Everything sounded the, the same. It's like there's no um, organicness. Is that, an, is that a word? It is now. Fluidity. Fluid. No, I'm going to go with organicness. Um, I think the band would sound better live. I think the song would sound better live. Because obviously... Carter Buford, the drummer, he's like legit. So I, yeah, I bet yeah, the mix, the, the way they mixed it just wasn't right. 
It doesn't mean that they would he wouldn't use an electronic drum kit for the That's recording. True. But I think live, it would sound amazing because he'd probably use a natural drum kit and everything would be organic, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's true. But as a song as a song and as a, a composition with the music, it's, it's fantastic. I love it. It just feels a bit, it feels a bit dated for me. But yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> All right, I've got a few facts and figures. So the Dave Matthews Band, they have 2.6 million monthly listens on Spotify, which is quite a lot. So Right is from the Everyday album from 2000 and... Sorry, from, is it 2001? Yeah, 2001. They formed in 1991 in Charlottesville, Virginia. They have a song called Samurai Cop. Either of you seen the film Samurai Cop? No. Nope. It's fucking awful. You need to see it. It's amazing. That is the worst promotion of any movie. It is legit the worst masterpiece I've ever seen. Well, the other night, I'm going off tangent a bit, but the other night I watched, uh, we we, we sat down and watched Rambo 3. It was on the telly. (laughs) And uh, and, uh, at the end of it, we were transfixed about it. And uh, my son Joe turns around and he goes, That is the best shit film I've ever seen. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> it really is. So, and I don't think anybody could describe it any better. The long and short of Rambo 3 is the Americans help the Taliban beat the Russians. That's, <laughs> that's the plot of the film. The, the best bit in the film for us. We, were just, we couldn't believe. Oh, you he's Americans. Got, he's got this scene where he's been shot through the stomach <laughs> with an arrow. So he's bleeding, bleeding out. So he decides to cauterise the wound by chucking a load of gunpowder into the wound and setting fire to it. It's like you've stopped the bleeding, but you've got no spleen. So basically, what Rambo has done is he's got a big hole inside of him. So what he's done is he's blown himself up to make himself better. Yeah. <laughs> we were just in hysterics all the way through, but he was entertaining. So. Um, yeah. Back to the song. I don't like to say, well, reminds me of this, reminds me of that. I, this, I, I understand reference points and all that, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, if you like this band, you will also like... <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got reference You'll points. You will also like Don Henley, Nathaniel Ratliff and the Night Sweats. And Definitely. You, oh, you know them, do you? Yeah. And String Cheese Incident... The string cheese I incident. Abba Creed. I don't know that one. I didn't get Creed from this. You'll, oh, you need to <laughs> listen. Only Neil got Creed from just, this. Just me. <laughs> right, this this album uh, went to number one in America, Canada, and Germany. I got uh, Peter Gabriel from this. Really? Yeah, Peter Gabriel. I got Chris Cornell as well, and I definitely got a lot of noise. I don't know if you know them. No. From the eighties. So yeah, I've got Peter Gabriel. I get on board with the Chris Cornell thing. Some of the Peter Gabriel vote, you know, the way he, he he phrased some of the words and that it was it was very to me it was very Peter Gabriel. Like I say as well, average white band as well. I got some of that in there. Some of the funk, the, the way the, the way some of the phrasing for the music uh, for the music came. Um, yeah. I haven't heard of him, and I don't think he's uh, he's made it across the Atlantic at, uh, at all. To be honest. Having said that, Dave I've, Matthews Band. Mm, I've never heard of him. You've really? never heard of the Dave Matthews Band. I've heard of, the I've heard of them. I've just never. That's mental. I've none of the Dave. I've just met. We 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 travel in different circles. We hear different music. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I've I've never heard of these guys. Um, I enjoyed the song, but uh, this is one of them. It took me a long time to get into it. it. It wasn't a first listen. This is good sort of song. It was, you know, five or six listens before I started to get on board with a few of the things in there. A bit like your head-to-head. I tell you, my biggest struggle with this band is, it's a it's a band that's got a budget, 
and it's got uh, obviously got contacts and when you listen to it it's got natural guitars it's got natural brass in it and then occasionally you'll hear hear some synth strings and you'll think well, well, well fuck me you can obviously afford or you can ov- you obviously know somebody who can you? play violin why would you why would you put synth strings in there and this song has it in there and i think if you'd have just substituted the synth strings with some natural strings, it would have made it ten percent better amongst all those Only other 10%. instruments. I yeah, but so. when you when you account for all the other instruments in there, you know it's. Aww. I oh. actually super appreciate that, Richie. I love that. Well, yeah, but because that, because you deal with that a lot, like as an indie musician, and you're listening to people that are signed that do have backing. And of course, you know it's easier for them because they have everything behind them. So you know, I, I know, I know when you're, you're saying, indie, you've got to be. Yeah, yeah, but these aren't indie. These have you exactly. Know, Dave, Dave That's Matthews what I'm saying. Indie. I agree with you. Like, if you've got it behind you, just go all the way and <laughs> yeah. do real music. Yeah. But that's you see those those synth strings they use in the song that would have sounded so good if they'd have used some proper viola or violin. But they didn't. They chose to cheap out and use some synth, and yet they've spent money on a tuba player. I don't, I don't know. I well, they in the band they have a violin player, um, but I think he them? uses like yeah, no, he's using them, but I think he uses like a pedal board and stuff, like modulates the sound. You know, whatever. He needs to die. Um, did you say? Actually, I think he did die, so we're going to just move on. In your face! I'm going to get so much mail. <laughs> Did did you say, Rich, that you think this band would sound better live than in yes, the studio? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and a, that's how they would play there's it. There's a reason behind that. These guys fucking hate recording in the studio. Do they? Really hate it. To the point where they've released albums of new material that have been recorded live at concerts. Yeah, I think that'd be amazing mm. live. They I really, do think that'd really be amazing it. live. It's, uh, the, the more I read about it, it was like they begrudgingly went back into the studio. They begrud- you know, they didn't want to, but they knew they had to. That's sort of how it was worded in everything I read. Which so. makes me appreciate the band even more because that's what music is, you know. It's meant to yeah. be... A, you know, it's, so, so what you're saying yeah. about the synth and the violin and that sort of thing, it's probably because they're just wanting to get the fuck out of there. You know, they, they weren't in... in it's not where they want to be I appreciate that band because we're getting an upturn of of musicians who only do stuff in a studio now they don't do stuff live auto-tune oh man I'm so glad you said that because like people they say that to me all the time like they always act like just because you came out with an album good job you did it and I'm like no the album is so I can actually go sing live like this is just an introduction to get me to be live Um, because that's my heart too like you know, I just want to play live somewhere. To me, that's the whole experience with the audience and everything. Is I'm, I'm you not, can't I'm beat not, that. I'm not dissing it. You know, if if that's where your heart lies and you want to do it in the studio, fine. No, no, yeah. And you know, I've I've had both sides of it. I've I've loved recording in studios, <laughs> and I love playing live. But if I had the option of the two forever, you know, it'd always be playing live. You can't Definitely. get that rush. For, you can't get that rush in a studio, and there's no second chances. You know, when you're playing live, and that 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 there is just the adrenaline completely. It's two different types of feeling. I mean, I remember the first time with the ISG that me and you went and recorded Rabanas in Birmingham. Yeah. Um, it was such a fantastic time. Yeah, I really loved it, and I did. And then I compare it to the first time we played at uh, the Rock Calf. Yeah. Was the Rock Calf? Yeah. When I was high off my tits. Yeah. And I played at double time. I don't know what the fucking speed that was, to be honest. It yeah, was, it was it was too, I, I was a mixture of high off my tits and uh, nervous. But, yeah. Um, to quote Rick Moranis, 
Ludicrous speed, go! <laughs> <laughs> it's two, them both, them both fantastic experiences, but I think live tops mm. it. After that lively debate, do we boys think it is a hidden masterpiece? Yes. Mm, yeah. I know Dave Matthews Band, and a lot of people will know the Dave Matthews Band, but I don't know if everybody will know this song. I'm, I'm glad you, you pair have decided for me, because I was on the fence, so I still don't know, no. I, I, this one you I should own. check out. I think you'll like their work, Wayne. Although I think, like I said earlier, you'd prefer them live. <laughs> check them out on YouTube, Wayne. <laughs> yeah, I was watching YouTube, yeah, that's it. They've got loads of live albums, I listen to them. So yeah, Dave, the Dave Matthews Band, with their song So Right, goes into the Hidden Masterpiece Hall of Fame. Your check for nothing is in the post, Bethany. (laughs) (laughs) And we now move on to the Forgotten Classic. Forgotten! We move on to the Forgotten Classic round now. This is a section of the show where Bethany will bring a song that she believes was big at the time and is now forgotten and is a classic. What song are you bringing, Bethany? Well, you know, you guys make it hard. This whole forgotten masterpiece, hid masterpiece, this is hard stuff, you guys. It was really hard (laughs) (laughs) because, you know, I had to be tasked with do I find something that I personally just really enjoy and like or do I find something that's relative to everybody? And I, of course, always chose to go authentic and go with what I like, whether y'all like it or not. So, in the spirit of both Richie and Neil with their song choices, I'm like, it's my song, I like it, so whatever. <laughs> so Forgotten Classic is Big Rat. They came out in 1998 during the whole grunge 90s rock sound movement that was, you know, encapsulating everywhere in America. I don't know if it was anywhere else, but we were definitely writing it out over there. And this is actually a Canadian band. And this song hit number one. I loved it. It's called That Song. For me personally, I like it because I'm really big into drone notes and songs that just kind of carry the same tone while other stuff is moving on, but something just stays, you know, the same. And this song has a lot of that going on with it. I also like the lyrics and what they mean. I was probably crushing on some poor soul at the time because I think I was like 17. So (laughs) I'm sure this song got me through a lot of painful moments you know uh, when he didn't respond to my page I sent him on the pager but um <laughs> you know anyway I I like the song and this <laughs> this band still also tours and is still kicking it as you know they're they're doing really good so anyway that song I when I introduce it to people most of the time they don't know who the band is and they definitely don't know what this song is so I'm glad you've explained it the the band a bit because all I had was Foo Fighters meets um who did I have sorry I had Killers meets the Foo Fighters that that's mm-hmm. all I had but now that you explained it and I think back to it I think the band the band was slightly ahead of their time and that's why maybe they weren't popular as they would have been if they'd have released their works later on I don't think the world yeah. is ready for their work yet because it it's synonymous with say 2000 to 2010 i think no mm-hmm. wayne this this sort of stuff yeah agreed yeah. so i think they were ahead of their time so maybe they're better than i initially thought i need to check them out i think Mm. They just dropped a new album and they're awesome. And they're still going there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're great. I absolutely love this song. I've got to be honest. It's um, it it means everything that I, to use the podcast term, bum off. It was very much. I mean, you mentioned the Foo Fighters, which I wasn't thinking Foo Fighters, but I can get on board with that. It was very bits of it, and uh, you know, Wayne will appreciate this. A very Jimmy World. It's very much like. uh, I didn't get none of that. Did you not? Uh, Yeah, but now you think back to it, surely you get some of that. No. Nothing, none of that, no. 
it's very sort of very sort of American Canadian pop punk. It's, it's the sort of thing I me, me and my wife um, uh, we, we refer to music like this as uh, it, it wouldn't look out it wouldn't sound out of place on a um, on one the Tree one, one Tree Hill soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, my wife's a big One Tree Hill fan. I, I she watch, still watch that shit. Yeah, we've got all of them on DVD. Is it still going? No, I finished. I was going to say. But, uh, I was a fan of the early seasons. Eventually, you have to kill Hitler. He yeah. has to die. Oh, I like the early seasons, but oh, I do like He's the. Mu- <laughs> I, I, I do like the music in it. It's, um, you know, it, it, it's very much that that sort of early two thousand sound. It's very much kind of like in a, a sort of Canadian stereophonics that sort of thing. It, mm-hmm. I, yeah, it, it's everything I love about music. It, there's nothing groundbreaking in there. There's nothing shoegazy about no. it. Oh, I like a lot of different kinds of music, <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it, I liked it. For the first time, is that, Neil? In the, in the context of the round, I, I struggle a bit with the whole hidden master. Not hidden masterpiece. We moved on around. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I struggle with the whole forgotten classic <laughs> because I, I'd never heard of him before. And usually, when I haven't heard of a band for a forgotten classic, I get uh, my wife Rachel to have a listen to it because she knows far more about music than me. Even though I present you need a podcast, to swap for Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> even though I present a podcast about music and she doesn't, she knows far more about music. And I said. I need to play you this. Is it Forgotten Classic? And she'd never heard of him either. I know. See, that's the problem I had is because, you know, I don't know what's going on over there. I'm in Oklahoma. I'm in, Oklahoma. I'm in the very middle of the United States. It's worse here. Where did it get to in the chart? We did, we, did, we did both say this. This both is me, where Wayne comes bo- in. Both me and Rachel said, I wonder if it's one of those songs or one of those bands that hasn't travelled well. But we both agreed that it, the band were amazing. They're, they're not a Forgotten Classic in England. However, Wayne is about to tell us some stats. The songs I released after this did better than this song. Yeah, this song got to number 32 in the US chart. It got into the chart. This song got into the chart. Number 32 in in America and number 31 in Canada. So let's let's put this into perspective then. In America, how big is America? It's It's fucking huge. Mm. Okay, so going to number 32 in the charts. So you can can assume that millions of people heard this song. So at some point, this was a classic. Mm. The the exact conversation I had with Rachel about this song is I said, I said, this is a forgotten classic this this, this week. And she said, what is it? And I said, it's this song. That song, that song, this song. That song. That That song song by The Wreck. (laughs) And she said, who? And I thought she hadn't heard what I said, so I said, The Wreck. And she big said, wreck. Big Wreck. <laughs> big wreck and she said, Who? And I said, Big Wreck. And I thought she wasn't hearing me, but what she was actually saying was, I've never heard of them. Uh, yeah. This has had 4 million streams, and they have 189,000 monthly listens. They are from Boston, and they fa- they formed in the mid 90s, uh, 1997, I believe. That's, that's when the album was released. In, in Loving Memory of is the album from 1997. They formed in the mid 90s. Uh, that, like Bethany said, they've just released their sixth studio album. I can hear so many different musical influences in this. Simple Minds comes to mind. The sound of the guitar at the start is very The Cure and Lightning Seeds, that sort of... Lightning oh. Seeds? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I'll play it for you in a bit because otherwise we'll oh, get definitely. sued. Oh, yeah. um, <clears throat> I've, I've picked up, like, there's moments of uh, post-hardcore in there. Stilt skin. 
Inside. Inside. That's one of the songs they did, but mm. yeah, it still skin. Mm. That's the only song of theirs on that. Um, yeah, Another can... forgotten classic, Inside. Hey, good Neil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can hear lots of like uh, movements, movements of musical genres that that come from sort of that sound of music. Um, definitely post-hardcore. There's there's riffs in there that sound very post-hardcore. And it's funny, really, because this song is is about nostalgia. You know, he actually says in the song, he gets the nostalgia for that song. You know, it's a tune. That's what he says in yeah. the song. And it's funny, because when he was playing it, I was thinking, this song reminds me of something. Before you can, don't think it's weird that he's singing a song about nostalgia. I, I did. In a song that's way before its time. Yeah, it's it's really weird because... Oh, that's a paradox. I, I was... It, it is. A, it is it's, it's, he's singing about nostalgia, <laughs> and it gave me nostalgia. Because the way yeah. the song plays... Like, it reminded me of a song, of a song by, a bear, by a band called Instruction, who I absolutely fucking loved back in the day. I need to sit song. down and think about that for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I need to meditate on it. Let's <laughs> all have a moment of silence. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love the uh, overdrived choral sound of the guitar. Uh, it's, a, it's a really good song. I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed this song. Yeah, I, I definitely love the song. Is it a forgotten classic? No, it's not. A forgotten no, classic in not. our country. <laughs> However, from your perspective, yeah, it is. No, no, I disagree, man. If a go. song makes it to the charts, <laughs> all right, uh, is, the, is the easiest way to say it to you. Nineteen ninety-seven. What got to number thirty-one in May of nineteen ninety-seven in Britain? May of, May nineteen ninety-seven. Number thirty-one. Number thirty-one. Yeah, in May of nineteen ninety-seven. Coco Jambo. <laughs> <laughs> Neil, is it a forgotten classic? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is a fucking amazing song, and I thank you for bringing it. I, I, I did. Well, I didn't remember what I think. I agree. I agree. It's, it's a great song, uh, but it's not a forgotten classic, I'm afraid. In this in this country, what was number thirty one oh, in nineteen ninety seven? I think you need to take things. From her it's okay. I got it's one probably the seeds. Yeah, could be. I think you need to take things from her perspective, from where she is, when millions of people have heard it. No, no, no. <laughs> no, Richie. Americans are always trying to make everything take true. their perspective. <laughs> so no, no, I, I agree. We, that's a problem we've got. So you guys go on. You guys be you. You know, 99,000 people that you love. Big Wreck. It is It is a forgotten classic. The Wreck. That's only 199,000 people who listen to this. 189,000 people made that into the charts. Oh, back in the day, it'd be a lot more, obviously. Your head to head's probably got more that, listens than that, Rich. That's what a forgotten classic is. It was big back in the day, but it's not now. But it wasn't big. It got to number 31. That's fucking huge! Bethany would Bethany would love <laughs> Bethany would love to get Don't wouldn't you love to get to number thirty one in the charts? <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm just uh, I'm, yeah, I'm just I perusing. Would. Hang on. Um, I ha- can I you have help no me say. out? Do you have any plans? Oh, but a forgotten classic is like sunscreen right, by whoever. No, I do agree. Yeah, I do agree. One for eight you don't even know his fucking name. I don't know. Right. That's, that's what you anyway. But that's what you normally say. Anyway, big big wreck and their song. That song. He's not a forgotten classic. I tell you what, I'll make a deal with y'all. Y'all have me back on the show in 10 years and I'll bring you content. Yes, you will. <laughs> to be honest, Bethy, I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> my forgotten that's a big classic. commitment, to be honest. And you <laughs> didn't choose him, so you can stick him right up your arse. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on to Neil's favourite round. We now move on to the intense hardcore Ooh. genre musical challenge mode go. Uh, on the last episode, 
Ralph Pellimanta chose for Rich to go and find some music of the Club Kids genre. What have you brought, Rich? Something not from the Club Kids genre. It was all you shit. brought a forgotten classic. I brought a forgotten. No, it's not. It's always played on. It's always played on radio. Something actually, it's not, is it? No, this is a forgotten classic. It's a forgotten <laughs> classic. Hundred <laughs> percent. But um, yeah. <laughs> to, to be fair, around this came out around that time. It was that style of music, and it fitted in with everything that I heard from the club kid genre only it was from belgium instead of new york yeah if it was released in new york it would have been a number one club kid hit so i'm bringing it anyway because it's that vain and everything i heard from new york in the club kid style was shit however however (laughs) even though i didn't like it i appreciate what it did for music and for drum and bass and for house music and for what it inspired that we have today i know you don't like that style of dance music and you know you probably not your but i do like drum and bass i do like house music i i, I even like certain garage music and i can see how that for, for, led, for, the, for the that sake paved of the way even though it was shit back then i can see how it paved the way for, for the sake of audio because i just realized we, we we're not a visual podcast when when rich said that thing about um when he said, like, you and Wayne wouldn't appreciate it, I pulled a face. <laughs> I'm going to throw a spanner in your work soon, my mum. Go on, then. Club Kids is not a genre. No, I know it's not. I know. Yeah. It, was a, it was a style. It was a movement, yeah. It was a movement. To be fair, However, that movement, it kind of created a, not a sub-genre, but it, a style of music came along with it. A genre came that. Style of dance music came along with it. So you're saying this is an in now? It I created this, a genre. I put club kids bang in there, old. I would say that the the club kids would be listening to this. So this saying this isn't massive. a genre. Yeah, yeah. Club mm. kids would have been listening to this, mm. and they would have been loving it. However, club kids, uh, the the style came from New York, and mm. it was. But I, from what I can see, from what I've looked at, they paved a way and they created a genre. Before them, all you had was disco. That's all you had. You had disco, and then. They came along and they inspired a whole new genres. When you say technically it isn't a genre, I, I refer back to last week when uh, Ralph mentioned it. I looked it up in the Bible immediately. <laughs> I had the Bible and it, it wasn't in the Bible. It's not a genre, but it inspired many genres. And Club Kid, the movement, as it were, is the Beatles to dance. If you know what I mean, the Beatles inspired lots of different genres of rock. I would say it's the punk to dance music. Okay, yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's good, yeah. That's, that's what it is. Betsy, what do you think of this? Hold on, before we carry on, as, as a, an a American, do you remember the Club Kid? Uh, movement. No, not a whole lot. I think lot. Ralph made it like, up. I, I mean, <laughs> it's really niche, is what it is. It's yeah. I mean, actually, to be honest with you, I just watched a documentary like on Netflix that was about all of that. So I kind of have to more. He's doing more research than we have. Yeah, right. So I'll get you the name of that so you can catch up with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, it. I I was a little behind on it, but on your song though, I do see what you're saying that like it, it was better quality. The one you picked out than what we were really coming up with over here. But we started it. We just started it really messy and then let other people perfect yeah. it. You Do know? you remember? You know the song over there, surely. Pump up the jam. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, oh. Christian Slater film. 
Jack. Is that the one where he starts uh, with the skateboards? The, the more skating at the um, start? Skateboarding no, at the start. Gleaming the cube. Is it? Gleaming the cube. Yeah, the one, Pump Up the Jammies, where he's a pirate radio, a, a high school pirate radio. Um, I haven't seen that one. What's the, what's the one where the, them skateboarding at the start? Gleaming the cube. What's that one about? Um, skateboarding. <laughs> In uh, people's pools, in it, people empties pools. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's good. It's 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 very. God, this is random. (laughs) Yeah, we've gone into a movie movie podcast now. Um, Right, so pump up the jam by Technotronic is fifty six million streams of this song. They have one point three million monthly listeners. That's not bad from a band from nineteen eighty nine. That they are from Belgium. They're a brainchild of a guy called Joe. I think his name. Hold on, this is this is my this is. I should be bringing my notes, Wayne. Go on, then. I should be bringing my notes. Have I even got any notes on it? Pump up... No, I haven't. Pump up the jam. Not (laughs) sure if this actually goes into the category, as they are Belgium, but it was in the same year. Technotronic, Belgium. They had the the singer... Was it Yak? Yakid K? Yakid K, yeah. Yakid K. He didn't become a member till later on. The reason I struggled to... Research these were because they had such a big story behind them. Yeah, fucking hell, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could talk for you. Could you could create a documentary behind these people? They had um, obviously the start, the start, the the mid, and they had the comebacks and the people, the collaborate. That they're actually quite a big group. If I could get these on the podcast, the reason I say that you did a good job with this is because the guy (laughs) who's his name's Joe uh, Joe. Bo, uh, Joe Bogart, I think it is, right? Um, and that's his adopted name while he was in the band. He's actually from New York. The, the guy who started Technotronic. That's where he's from. So you could say that this that's does really saying, fit yeah. in with it, it the... It really does, yeah. It fits in with the club kids genre. Um, a couple of things I found out. So YKK raps on the song, but doesn't appear in the video. Feli... Wasn't a member back well, then, well, though. Feli, a Nigerian um, fashion model, is the, the woman who's in the video. And she lip-synced to the whole thing because she couldn't speak a word of English. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah um, the Club Kids thing uh, oh. I've got some information on Club Kids uh, they're a group of young New York uh, dance club personalities late 80s right the way throughout the 90s well uh, early 90s yeah, they yeah. came back in the late 90s group was noted for flamboyant behaviour and um, ostentatious costumes uh, people like Michael Alley uh, James St James and Ernie Gillum is it Gillum? yeah I think it's Ernie Gillum or a few Ralph alluded to a murder last week he said oh look into the murder so I did I looked, in, I looked into what was I going don't even there. remember that this and is, I've listened to the podcast back fucking grim did you edit that out to the final edit yeah sorry I don't remember him saying that he did he, he just mentioned did you it put passing. that in the final edit I think so yeah. you might not have to really listen but yeah Ralph mentioned that there was, a, there was a murder linked to the club kids scene and I went and looked so it was Michael Alley and uh, he murdered a guy called Andre Angel Melendez. Who's this, sorry? So Michael Alley was one of the... Founders? Um, yeah, one of the main personalities from Club Kids. Yeah, yeah. Right, he murdered this other Club Kid called Andre um, um, Andre Angel Melendez. They were sharing a flat at the time and he owed him it'd money. Have been a, it'd have been a, an apartment Well, an apartment, over there. yeah, yeah. Andre so, Melendez. Flat, flat, flat over Melendez, it. Melendez, yeah. Oh, I thought you said Melendez. <laughs> sorry, no, Neil. Melendez. <laughs> you, lot, you lot can't drink again. It's ridiculous. Um... They were yeah, sh- over in America. <laughs> no, they were sharing an apartment, yeah. and uh, Melendez had moved in because he'd been he'd been thrown out of uh, his job as a DJ at one of the clubs, and he moved in with um, what's his name, 
Uh, he moved in with Mark Lally and Mark Lally's roommate, so I forgot his name now. They go into an argument over drug money and a few other things, and they ended up fucking killing him, and then left him in a bath for three days with ice before his body started to decompose. In this time, they then hatched a plan to... Uh, they, they paid a local um, skaghead, as it was, to go and buy him some some knives so then they came back and they cut his body up so they removed his arms did they feed him to pigs no they they wrapped him up and took him to the Hudson River and they were going to bury his torso in the basement of their apartment building but chicken out and threw that into the Hudson as well and they would have gotten away with it if they hadn't then gone and broadcast to everybody what they'd done Oh gosh. People people actually thought they were just making it up till Melendez obviously didn't turn up. So like, well, these lot have been saying that and the police looked into it. They've both got 20 years in prison. So they've been singing about it. Everybody been dancing to it. And then one person went, actually, where the fuck is this bloke? Yeah, basically, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, so yeah, it was, it was a It's grim, as if they wanted to be caught. It was, it was grim re- researching it, to be honest. It was really, uh, yeah, horrible story to look at. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I think it falls straight into the club kids. So, so, you know, I think this song would have been played in all the clubs they were in. So, yeah, I think it's a good find, Rich. Even if it is slightly by accident. It wasn't by accident. Mm. I listened to a lot of Club Kids stuff and then I thought, I need to find something that's in the vein of this, but is actually good and maybe inspired by the scene. And We had, we anyway. had the same sort of thing in Britain. We had uh, like punk artists like Lee Bowery. Um, and people like him. I mean, boy, boy George was sort of associated boy with it. Boy George, as well. yeah. And, and it was. Oh, I could see how Boy George. This the, this was more a uh, club movement per se. It was more of an arts movement. Yeah. You know, Lee Barry was synonymous with it. Look into Lee Barry; he's a very interesting guy. We were like a more sort of gentle. I'll club, find club an audio book on him. You probably will as well. I'm sure he's a yeah. few out there. Yeah, he's an interesting fella to look into. Uh, right then. So, shall we decide uh, who's? Turn is it next to have a go at the intense hardcore genre musical challenge? Mate? I haven't had one for a go. while. I'm wondering if it's. Hold on, before did I did I succeed then? I think so. Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah, okay. good. Yeah, okay. I think Luke, Luke, Luke clapped to it. <laughs> Luke, Luke clapped to it. So uh, uh, along along with your head to head choice, these were the two yeah. songs he clapped. <laughs> as long as Luke likes it, we're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So Neil, Neil's turn. <laughs> Bethany, do you have a? Uh, a genre you could pick for Neil if not we can pick one out of our bible oh gosh there's so many genres nowadays though it's terrible if you can, if, if you can't think of one give think. us a letter and we'll find one in the bible we do it's the you haven't heard this music podcast bible of genres yeah. <laughs> it will not feature club kids about 26, pa- no, 26 A4 pages no, of every do, genre. Do we need to update the Bible every time we come across a genre that we don't know. We'd, Fair enough. We need to start doing that. But so yeah, do, you, do you have a genre? Let me think. Well, if you have a genre, I'll go in the spirit of. I'll go in the spirit of since you know my songs were all from my era in my country. I'm going to make you pick one from the grunge music genre. So. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Who's, is this mine? Is it? Is no, it's, it's me. No, Grunge is described as a minimalist style of alternative metal known for its heavily distorted guitars and angst-ridden lyrics. That sounds like Neil as a genre, that does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I feel like it'd be a cop-out to bring some Nirvana. <laughs> I, I think Nirvana's where you should sit with that, mate, to be honest. Right, uh, so, well done, Rich, and we're going to move on swiftly to our last round, which is the... Artist Spotlight! That's me! Uh, 
That's, <laughs> That's our last spotlight this week is all about our very special guest this week, Bethany Rose. So uh, you're bringing the song Can't Let, is that correct? I am. Very if good. you have tell it on there. If not, just play anything and we'll go with it. So tell us all about the song. Tell us where it came from. Uh, a little background to it. Ew. Well, I'm, I'll am i try to do it quick. I'm not a typical songwriter as in I'm a like, storyteller songwriter. Um, and I also don't get ideas from like things around me or inspiration around me. Most of the time, I'm just an incredibly emotional person, but I hide it really well. So my songwriting style is usually I'm experiencing something and I'm not even aware of it. And I just kind of let the music take me over. And a few minutes later, I have a song made up and composed and everything. And I realize way after the fact of what exactly I was writing about, but at the time I have no idea. So Can't Let, now that I've researched Can't Let and sang it a while, I realize it was about just when you really love somebody and you're just refusing to let them go. You know, everybody always tells you to move on or tells you, you know, you know, you've got to live your own life and that kind of stuff. And really can't let is about when you actually have decided you're going to stick with somebody no matter what, whether it's messy, good, bad, ugly, and you're just, you're just going to do whatever it takes. So that was a time I, you know, the feeling I had about a pizza I ate once. I wrote that song. And... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so. oh, I could have wrote the same song about a pizza ride not long ago as well. We've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So it's, it's emotional for me. So I have a hard time talking about why I write stuff because usually I'm just like, man, I don't know. Leave me alone. And then I cry, you know, for three hours later in a pillow. Um, but yeah, it, it meant something to me. I just, most of my songs do. They're all mainly love songs, whether it's the bad side, the good side, the ugly side. You know, love's messy. So I guess I just have a lot of love going on pizza <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love pizza <laughs> oh, that's why I love this song <laughs> <laughs> see that's why you can relate I can't let you go <laughs> so um, this song for me just for me like I say music is subjective but for me this mu- this song is a fucking belter everybody can picture the scene where Adele stood on stage I think it was the, the Brit Awards the Brit Awards with that piano with that piano and it's it's an iconic scene. Oh yeah. Everybody remembers it. I I think if you'd have stood on in the same place with the same microphone with this this song, I think you'd have got the same response, if not Aww. more of a response. This song is and the thing it, there's nothing false about the song. Your voice right. there's, there's no there's no vocal chip. What you hear is what you hear. Yeah, definitely. Everything and I don't get very passionate about our artists who come on. I yeah, but this there's something about this. It's very fucking powerful. The, the first and thing, it hits home. The first thing that impacted me about this song is and it, it for me it kind of sets the tone for the whole song. There's this sort of almost like it I don't even know what it what it is. I don't even know if it's an instrument or what, but there's like a, a sort of a, an industrial sort of yeah. clang. It sounds like a metal bar being banged against another metal bar. I think I bar. mentioned that in a previous episode, didn't I? And it, yeah, that yeah, just sets the tone for the whole song. Yeah. You know, the emotion of the song is conveyed by that. It sounds like somebody banging two metal bars together. Angrily. Angrily, yes. I, yeah. I, it definitely has a lot of like anger you know and desperation. What I'm talking about? Just, yeah, it, it, and it was a trash can lid that we banged with an hard okay. bar. So, but yeah, we were looking for we were like my songs definitely like I said are emotional. So we try to find something that conveys what is that song's feeling, and that's kind of what we came up with because it is kind of angry, but it's in the anger way of like you're almost throwing a tantrum. Like I'm not, you know, like. 
you could tell me to leave, but I'm not going to. And that's kind of, that's why it, it does have a lot of anger in it and desperation throughout it. So. I, th- I think it's probably appropriate to mention there. Well, I, um, I did say earlier in the podcast, much um, much earlier on, <laughs> that I um, I had to change my head-to-head submission. The reason I had to change it is, I mean, I never know who we're going to have guesting on this show. I actually picked one of your songs, Bethany. <gasps> oh, no! <laughs> it, was, it, it wasn't this song, I have to say. I mean, to be honest, I, having listened to this song for the artist spotlight, I, I think I actually prefer this song now, but uh, the song I originally picked was The Return. Yeah, thank you which so is, much. Which I, which I think is, is a beautiful song. But I, uh, I, I kind of I emailed it through, because we, we always email each other what um, what songs we're going to pick for the head-to-head, so Rich can collate them all and then email them to, to the artist for, for consideration. And he said, I, I have this thing with Rich that he, in the past, I, I think he has been prone to, um, because he kind of organises these uh, the, the guests for these shows, he tends to pick, or has in the past, tended to pick uh, artists who he thinks uh, are going to side with him for his, his choice. And me and Wayne <laughs> wind him up about being tactical. And he said, you do realise she's the guest on the show. How tactical can you get? <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, ah, oh, I better pick something else then, hadn't I? Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, yeah and, and we we've I mean, we've probably got how many submissions to choose from? Six hundred and ten. Six hundred and ten. Yeah. And he could have chose any one of them and he happened to choose you out of all of them to bring you as a head to head the uh, day that you were I guess. I should add, I mean, I love that song, The Return, and I'm bringing it as my head to head for the next Thank show. You. Yes. You're going to get me from five views to like 20. You're going to lose, <laughs> is what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. But, 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 I, I cry. That's not normal, but I mean, that's normal for me to cry. But thank you guys so much. I, I love The Return, <laughs> and, I love, and I love this song. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're both great songs. Thank you. Yeah, I forgot what I was going to say now. You remind me of God Rest Her Soul, the lead singer, the Cranberries. Oh what my gosh, name? Dolores. Dolores O'Riordan. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Oh, thank In you. Mind of her. Huge compliment, thank you. Mm-hmm. Wayne, you, you, you look like you've got a book full of things to say. I've, I've, I've always got a book full of things to say. I, I really like this. Um, you can correlate your song or this song to your hidden masterpiece and your... Forgotten classic. <laughs> right. There's there's lots going on in your song, the same as there is in the. Um, oh, I, this is why I write shit down. In the Dave Matthews uh, band song and in the Big Rex song, there's lots going on. There's lots of layers. There's lots of things in there that you know only occur once, only happen once. And and, and I can see you know where your influence comes from from those bands are going forward. Yours, like you say, using using a you know a, a dustbin lid. Um, I like that because I thought. It was a peaked bass drum. That's what I thought you'd use there. I thought um, that you just turn the volume up way, way up so it peaked. And yeah. Not. I didn't realise you used a trash can lid. So it, it makes more sense now, to be honest. I would love to hear you sing some folk, if I'm honest, as well. So I think you don't. Yeah, you, sure. Yeah, I think I, th- I think you do. You know, four chords in the trees. It 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 would really work for you. Not that this doesn't. I'm just. I would like to hear that as well. I love the choices that that are made in the song. By yourself, the, the quiet choruses, the loud chorus, you know, the, the quiet to, to loud chorus transition, I think that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a brilliant song. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. This album, all this is new for me. I've been a, a songwriter since I was a kid, and 
I guess, you know, life experiences or whatever, you don't get out and do it. You just kind of feel like maybe nobody's interested to hear because it's just yours. I finally just got super motivated to do it three years ago. I just really felt like it was a call in my life to share my music and not just play it in the bedroom or in the back porch. And so I've been playing live by myself, like open mics and just acoustic and putting it out there. And the album was really just that next step because we talked about we love playing live music. And, you know, it got to the point that if you don't have like something to hand people, it's hard for them to like put their trust in you or take you serious, you know, um, as an artist. So... I had to painstakingly pick five songs out of like the 76 that I performed, you know, make a, a little album. So mm. this is my introduction and I'll, and it's like really my heart on a plate because um, they, they all mean something to me. They're not just like I said, inspirations, they're experiences I've been through. And so now I've, I'm rehearsing with a band. I've got you know a drummer bass guitarist and my acoustic and we're doing rehearsals we've got just a slight few gigs here in the usa but i honestly my heart's desire is just be able to travel and play and sing for people and hopefully like share the emotion of my songs and hopefully i i just i just you know when i think all of us you guys obviously love music or you went to a podcast but you know how music can just hit you right in the gut and you like literally have an emotional response to it. You're like, this is just awesome. It's not just, you know, something you have in the background or something you're playing. I'm sure all three of you have had those experiences with music. That's what I want to give to people live. I want mm. it to go back to, you know, it just hits you in the gut. It hits you in the heart. And it's real people performing real instruments and laying it all out on the line. And in that room, it's a brand new thing. I mean, that audience... You may never see them again. They may never see you again. You definitely won't be in the same mind frame or energy you're in that night. And so in that moment, you're creating something brand new together. And I just want to have that experience. So hopefully I'll be in the UK and I'll meet you guys and that'll be scary. And, you know, travel around or whatever. And, you know, hopefully there's a lot in store for what I'm trying to do. So however scared you are about meeting us, double it. <laughs> well, I already know what gets y'all, so I'll bring the pizza and the whiskey. We'll make this work. <laughs> just listening to you talk there, uh, Bethany. You know, to 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 hear you just you went out there and did it for yourself, and and you're playing music for yourself. You know, it's refreshing that because I think a lot of people out there don't have that. You know, ethos. They they have the the whole desire to go and be the next big thing. And, yeah. you know, there's nothing wrong with having that ambition. But sometimes I think you're reaching for the stars and you're going to fall short. Yeah. And I, I like the fact that, that you're going out there to <clears throat> mainly to start with to prove to yourself that you could do it. And now, you know, you're sort of taking that next step. That's It's, it's, it's brilliant. What I particularly like is that you're doing this not for the money or for the glory. You're doing it because you, you have an actual genuine love of the music where there's too many artists out there now, especially... If I look at the submissions that we get on a regular basis, there's too many artists that do this because they want other things, whereas it's refreshing to have somebody who just loves the music and loves doing the music. I had to come to that realisation because me and my guitarist were actually talking about the other day. I mean, obviously everybody needs money. I mean, you've got to live. You've got to take care of your family. But I, I, I was telling him actually with tears in my eyes, you know, that <laughs> I'm not I'm not playing music to make money. 
I need money so I can just keep playing music because mm-hmm. it's it's switched for me and it is about authenticity and, and that's genuine. an artist to me that's an yeah artist. like because I am doing this whether anyone hears me or not I've been doing it for thirty years in my house you know and I've <laughs> like, said, I've, I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again an artist who paints pictures for instance you know if they get their their picture up in a the gallery they won't that artist won't go out into the streets and say here's twenty pounds come with me and look at my picture. Right. No, that person has to pay to see their picture. In the same way, you shouldn't have to pay a promoter or somebody else to listen to your oh music. Goodness. People people should have to pay to listen to your music because you've put a lot of work and a lot of effort into that music. So why should you have to pay other people to listen to it? And your I music more, yeah. your music is worthy of being paid for, I think. So if our listeners want to get hold of you, Beth... Oh, actually, before we start there, I believe you've uh, been nominated for an award. Is this correct? Yeah. I, I, I guess it's... I don't know a lot about what's going on in the UK, but radio... Is it Wigwam or Wigwam? Wigwam, yeah. Wigwam. Okay, because yeah. here we pronounce them Wigwams, you know, Native Americans. But anyway, mm. so Wigwam. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, you should know, being middle of the country and that. Teepees. <laughs> right. I'm not going to correct him, though. We'll just go ahead and just leave that alone. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been nominated as Best Female Artist. I And they do the, I guess they announce the award tomorrow night. So, yeah, um, yeah the, I'm super, uh, I was super humbled by it. You are the second artist we've had on consecutive podcasts who's been nominated for a Wigwam Award. Okay. Uh, the uh, We had on the B-side, we recorded a B-side. This is going to be really freaky now to mind your head we recorded a b-side that will be pre- released after this which is ap- episode 18b yeah. this is episode 18a so we recorded this out of sync um Gemma from Huntus uh Huntus are, are nominated for I don't know if it's best alternative best alternative band or something like that oh, we are, they are making big waves uh Good band. radio radio we go out is it Radio Week 1? I think it's Radio Week 1. Uh, yeah, so congratulations on, on the nomination. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I was super humbled that I, I really didn't even know they'd played my music a little bit before, and I really didn't even know I would even be a consideration, so it was super exciting. Um, oh, brilliant. So if our listeners want to find you on social medias and all that, where's the best place they can get all of you? Well, I stay pretty active um, both on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so... And I'm super approachable. You can friend me. You can message me. I'm, you know, call my phone number. I do not care. You know, if you want to talk, we'll, you know, get the law involved later if it's a problem. But it's Bethany Rose, B-E-T-H-N-I-E-R-O-S-E. So, and then I'm also on YouTube. You can find my music on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, iTunes, anywhere you can download, stream it, buy it. Um, It's available. So I have a five-song EP that's out, self-titled. So I welcome everybody to tune in and listen. I appreciate every time people do. It really means a lot to me. Yeah, so we're running at the end of the show now. So who's the special guest in the next episode, Rich? I don't know. Excellent. So uh, they'll come along and judge the (laughs) head-to-head. As... uh, as Bethany voted my song the the best song of this podcast. I'm on nine, which is on six. Neil is on three, and I will be bringing the return for my next head to head. Oh yay! Uh, yay! Yeah, our uh, our special guest who we don't know will be bringing their hidden masterpiece. Lauren ignited, I do believe. Lauren ignited. He's, he's having an epiphany. I, I I already knew. I was, I was trying to be funny. Oh, well, it did, it, did it not work? You failed. <laughs> <laughs> she will be bringing her hidden masterpiece of a gotten classic. The intense hardcore genre musical is grunge, as picked by Bethany. Well, is it just 
Guns. That's what it is. It's just guns. Just guns. I'm sure there's some. I don't know the Not the birth of guns. Just guns. Fucking hell. Yeah, I've oh. got a whole playground there to run yeah. I'll try and be a bit more original and uh, come as you are. <laughs> uh, and then I do fucking it. love that song. We'll finish it with Lauren Ignited's uh, Artist Spotlight. You can find us on all the social medias, you can find us on Spotify, you can find us all over the damn place, iTunes, while it's still there, everything. It's true, I googled you and you're everywhere. Yes, we are the first page of Google. YHHTMPC, <laughs> or you haven't heard this music podcast. Hit us up. Uh, like us, subscribe, you know, leave us a rating, all that jargon. Um, if you don't want to, that's no worries as well. Just give us uh, a listen and give these artists uh, a play. And uh, if you like their work, buy their work. All that's left to say is, I've been Wayne. I've been Richie. Neil! And she's been... I- I've always been Bethany Rose. I'm not like these three. I'm still <laughs> Bethany. <laughs> always was, always will be. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If indeed. You still are. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Slipped out of mine I watched you run And I watched you run I watched you run And I was left standing still With the door open The door open The door open Ruined by love I thought we were secure I knew we were secure I knew we were secure But even now I don't hesitate No, I am sure And I am still sure I am still sure But some things you can't separate